Welcome to the Awkward Truth Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Talana Buckley. I am the owner of Physipol Studios in Grovedale. I've been a franchisee with Physipol Studios for six years now and have been with Physipol for a little while. I think about 11 years now, which is best 11 years of my life. Today, we are going to be talking about pregnancy and postpartum symptoms and how they might relate back to exercise. Now, full disclaimer, I am in no way, shape or form qualified to give advice on exercising during pregnancy or for giving advice on pregnancy for that matter. What I will be doing instead is drawing from my own personal experiences. So yes, I have been pregnant. I had my little baby just before COVID hit, so February of last year. And um, while she is an absolute delight, she really is, she is adorable, I found that it was difficult at times exercising throughout my pregnancy and then again very difficult getting back into exercise once my baby was here. So what I thought I would do today is just get into some of the symptoms that I experienced and how they related back to exercise for me. Now, every pregnancy is different. Every woman is different. Some may experience all of these symptoms. Some may experience more some may be lucky enough to not experience them at all. And uh, props to you if that is you. <laughs> I um, definitely copped a few good ones there. Now, pregnancy is such a joyous time. Growing life inside of you is so exciting. And knowing that you're going to be bringing life into this world is just absolutely magical. But the human body goes through so many changes during pregnancy. And then again, when you uh, hit postpartum, some of which are definitely big positives. Basically, your body is influxed with hormones, masses of, of hormones, all of them, all of the hormones. In some cases, you get really great symptoms from that or, you know, positives out of that. You might, your hair might grow quicker and faster. It might fall out less. So you've got nice lush hair. Your nails can grow quicker and become stronger. Your boobs grow. I don't know. That was definitely, uh, definitely evident with me. <laughs> and you may even be lucky enough to uh, get a bit of a boost in the sex drive. But often what happens is before we get to these symptoms, all these definite advantages of pregnancy, there's likely to be a few symptoms that you may not enjoy quite as much. So we are going to be discussing things like sore boobs, dizziness, morning sickness, fatigue, that growing belly, and how these can affect exercise. So again, just a reminder, like I'm not qualified to talk about any of this on a medical term. I am literally just drawing from my own experiences. Now, maybe you are pregnant, maybe you have been pregnant, or you are looking to become pregnant, or maybe you're just uh, 
just a dedicated Fizzy Fam member and uh, you're listening to all of the podcasts because that's what you do. Go you. Maybe this doesn't relate to you at all, and in which case, good on you for for listening. And I hope you uh, <laughs> I hope you read the blog. I do apologise; it was quite lengthy there. So if you got through to the end of that, good job. But maybe you can relate. So often, when you first become pregnant, you know that you're pregnant because you've taken the test and it says yes. You've missed a period. You may have even already gone to the doctor and done your blood test and they've come back and they've said that you're pregnant. But you know that you're pregnant, but you don't really feel pregnant. Do you know what I mean? Nothing's really happening yet. Your hormones are starting to surge in, but you know your baby is way too small to be able to feel right now. Your boobs still look the same. Your tummy's, you know, the same as it ever was. All you really have to show for this pregnancy is this positive test and maybe a missed period. So you start to maybe wish that you've had some symptoms, something that kind of makes it all feel a bit real. I was definitely guilty of this. Absolutely. (laughs) I wish now that I had not wished for a little bit of nausea or sore boobs or fatigue to go along with my pregnancy because guess what? I got them all. (laughs) Now, what often the very first indication that you're expecting is pain or tenderness in your boobs. Breast tenderness in pregnancy can occur very early after conception. Like I'm talking maybe two weeks after conception, it takes place as a result of your body being influxed with a flood of hormones, the outcome of which has your boobs growing, developing and changing shape, and sometimes even nipple size, to be honest, in order to prepare your body to nurture your unborn child. It's actually so crazy to think that as little as two weeks after the sperm hits the egg, you're already, your body is already preparing to nurture and feed your unborn child. So crazy. Now, while sore boobs are definitely a thing, this really probably won't impact your exercise. And for me, it didn't. It was more just a bit of an inconvenience, to be honest. But right around the corner from sore boobs came nausea and morning sickness. What? on earth. I really hope that if you've been pregnant or you are pregnant, I really do hope that you are lucky enough to skip right over this symptom. It is horrible. If you do happen to get it, I do hope for your sake that it ends with the first trimester for you. They do say that is likely to sort of end with that first trimester. It may come back a little bit later for me. Yes, it absolutely did. But generally, just once your body is growing, starting to grow that uh, tiny little human and all of your hormones are (laughs) just sending you up the wall, that is sort of when your morning sickness will kick in. So it typically occurs around about week six of pregnancy. And it is actually said that... 50 to 70% of women will experience it in the first trimester. So morning sickness includes vomiting and nausea. But oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it is definitely not limited to the morning. Morning sickness can happen any time of the day or the night from experience. Yes, yes, it can. It is important to make sure that you keep your fluids up, you eat smaller, more regular meals, 
and talk to your doctor if you expect that you have a severe case. So lots of vomiting and nausea can lead to medication being needed or in some extreme circumstances, it can lead to hyperemesis. So hyperemesis in a non-medical nutshell is basically super severe nausea and vomiting to the point of dehydration may need hospitalization as well. I think I did actually read somewhere that hyperemesis can be vomiting more than four times a day. And I looked at that and I thought, surely not, because, you know, there was parts of my pregnancy where I was vomiting eight to 10 times a day and I couldn't go further than four meters from the toilet. It was actually insane. Um, But anyway, while morning sickness shouldn't have an impact on your training, it may, and that's completely okay. It's absolutely fine if you're not feeling up to training at that point in time, particularly if you are one of those lucky ones that is vomiting uh, regularly throughout the day. It's absolutely fine. Now, the next pregnancy symptom that I wanted to talk about that I was absolutely in no way prepared for was fatigue. Now, I obviously expected to be tired. My body was going through a lot of changes. I was growing this tiny little human inside of me. But what I did not expect to be like so totally thrown off guard by fatigue I think it's not really something that I've ever experienced before. Like I've been tired, but fatigue was completely new to me, I guess. It definitely kicked me around the most in the first trimester. And then to add add in that, you know, the morning sickness as well, it definitely did play a big role on my pole and aerials training. Yeah. So I was just actually so tired all of the time that I could not bring myself to do much more than teach every night. And so at this point in my pregnancy, I'm still in the first trimester. I'm not telling people yet that I'm pregnant, but I couldn't do anything. It was it was crazy. I actually have never spent so much time binge watching TV as what I did in that first trimester of my pregnancy. I um, cuddled my little puppy dog and watched literally episode upon episode of Glee. I'd never seen it before. I know, behind the times. And I would spend all day there until I looked at my watch and I'd be like, right, well, it's time to go to the studio now. And I'd get up and drive the hour and a bit to the studio. It was crazy. But this one really threw me around and it really affected my training. Now, Uh, while these things are uh, not nice, the next one that I did experience, and again, in my first trimester, so I wasn't telling people that I was pregnant, was dizziness. Now, the dizziness, well, it didn't sort of occur. It wasn't like a hypertension kind of thing. It was when I went upside down. So I'd be teaching a trick and I'd go upside down and I would start to see stars. And it was sort of at that point that I was like, okay, this is 
a little bit dangerous, probably not something that I want to be doing while I'm pregnant. So I would quickly get up, explain that trick, demonstrate that trick, come down, and I would have to hold onto a pole or a wall or, you know, just support myself for a couple of minutes while the stars left me and I, um, I got over that dizzy, dizzy feeling. So definitely something that I had to overcome silently there. There are obviously so many more symptoms associated with pregnancy. Now, some of them I did experience, some of them I didn't. But for your sake, we're going to keep it moving along here and get up to the big one here. Uh, Even if you don't experience any of the other symptoms, lucky, lucky you, you are definitely going to notice your growing belly. As your pregnancy progresses and your baby grows, you generally start to pop around 12 to 16 weeks. Now, this may be earlier if you have uh, or are carrying multiples or you've been pregnant before, maybe later. For me, it was a little bit later. I sort of was, I was getting round, but I was sort of able to even hide my pregnancy if I wanted to up until about 20 weeks, which is crazy considering it only lasted another 11 weeks after that. Now, the thing with with um, your growing belly is that it can get in the way a little bit. It might be around about this time that you start to slow down on some of the higher level tricks in your class, or you might find that there are some positions that just not not comfortable for you to be holding, particularly if they're upside down. I know that for me, the big ones, like I could still handspring and do a lot of those upper body tricks. It was more tricks that were really working my abdominals. So things like that crucifix, that left me pretty early because I couldn't physically use my abdominals to sit back up onto the pole. And I felt like I was quite stretched out when I was in that layback position. Now, again, everyone is different, so you might find that some of these moves are completely okay. You may have already started to drop down on some of these tricks. Now, just to go off topic a little bit, there has been quite, there have been quite a few pregnancies in some of the high pro, with some of the high profile pole dancers in the industry of late. So they're all sort of just sort of had their babies. Now, some of them, I've been following along with their stories because I find this interesting. Now, some of them were completely fine to exercise and pole or do aerials all the way through their pregnancy. Some of them opted as soon as they found out they were pregnant not to. So again, it's up to you. Everyone is different. Now, there are so many symptoms associated with pregnancy, spotting, stretch marks, gestational diabetes, luckily I I did get out of that one, soreness in your hips, back and pelvis, the constant need to pee, the lack of sleep because you're always getting up to pee, the the list goes on. Some of these may hinder your polar aerials training, some of them you'll be able to train through. But to think that we survive all of these things before we even get to labour is absolutely crazy. For myself, I did actually do pollen aerials up until the day before I gave birth. I was also heading to the gym several times a week and continued to do so up until I was about five months pregnant. Now, just a reminder, 
I'm not qualified to give advice on exercising during pregnancy, but it was recommended to me by my doctor that exercising during pregnancy is deemed to be safe and healthy both for yourself and for your little baby. It is, however, loosely suggested that you shouldn't be taking up a new sport early in pregnancy, particularly if it's high intensity. Stick to the exercises that you know and love. So if you are already doing aerials or pole, then you should be right to stick with this. You're just going to have to adapt some of these moves as you grow and as you progress, but probably not a good idea to be taking up pole or aerials as soon as you find out that you are pregnant. Now, we are going to just kind of skip fast forward a little bit. We're going to skip over delivery, which of course is like a whole other story. I personally had an emergency C-section. I would have loved to have delivered vaginally, but it just was not on the cards for us. We are going to talk about the after effects of these and also some of the some of the other little symptoms or signs that you'll get postpartum. So if you did read the blog, I did leave you a few things to Google for delivery stages. So particularly these relate to a vaginal birth. What is a mucus plug? What does 10 centimeters dilated look like? Actually crazy. The transitional stage of labor, the ring of fire. I am definitely grateful that I did miss out on that. How long labor lasts? Again, everyone's completely different. Abdominal separation post-pregnancy and after-birth pains. Now, whether you've, um, whichever way you've delivered, it is typically advised that after having an uncomplicated vaginal birth, you wait until your six-week checkup and an okay from your doctor to get back into your usual exercise routine. Light exercise, however, is recommended once you are feeling up to it. For delivery via a C-section, it's a little bit longer. You have literally just had major abdominal surgery. Your All of your tissue has been cut through. Your uterus has been cut through. A baby has come out of there. You do need to wait a little bit longer. It's recommended that you start light exercise six to eight weeks post-birth, but wait until three to four months after your cesarean to get back to a high-impact exercise routine. Now, it is always absolutely crucial that you consult your doctor before returning to pole aerials. And from a franchisee side of it, please fill in your instructor, please fill in your um, franchisee studio owner before you do come back to exercise here. Now, the last little thing that I wanted to chat about is the leaking from your nipples. What? (laughs) So... You might have experienced in the lead up to your birth colostrum coming from your nipples and it might have just been a little bit, but, and this may have happened for weeks or even months prior to your baby's birth, but it will take a few days once your baby comes into this world for your milk to come in. This may remind you a little bit of those first few weeks of pregnancy when your breasts were really sore. You might experience, or you will likely experience, breast engorgement, and you can help alleviate the feeling by massaging your breasts in the shower. But, like, and I knew this, but like, I never really thought about it, I think. Did you know that your milk comes from like a lot of tiny little holes in your nipple? 
So not just like one or two, but like a lot. <laughs> I wish you could see my my hand signals right now. Oh my goodness. I think I literally think of a letdown. So like when your milk comes out, I think of a letdown like tipping over a watering can, you know, like with all the all the holes in it. Now, when you are finally ready to exercise again, I would highly recommend popping some breast pads in for this one. In my first exercise class postpartum, I was literally so paranoid about leaking through my shirt that I doubled up on breast pads. Yes, yes, I did. A few other things to think about here. Mastitis can occur when you are breastfeeding. And I'm just assuming here that breastfeeding is what we're doing. But mastitis can occur. You can get cracked, dry, sore nipples as well. And while this may not affect your exercise per se, it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Getting back into exercise was a whole other ball game for me. So I think I said at the start that I have been with Physipole for 11 years, polling for 11 years, aerials for probably about six. In that time, I've never had a break from training. I've always, it's just been part of my day-to-day life. I've never taken a term off or, you know, a couple of terms off. The most would have been if I'd been away and I might have had two weeks off. So I've really honestly never had a break in that time. Getting back into training was hard. It was hard. In particular, like I had my baby in February and then we were obviously put into lockdown for a crazy amount of time. So I didn't really have the option to be heading to the studio to do a class or anything like that. So I found it really tricky to get back to where I was. Now, I did start off by just basically conditioning myself to the pole again. And even now, I'm te- I'm probably teaching more aerials than what I am pole and doing more aerials than what I am pole. But I'm finding that my skin is still not quite conditioned to the pole, so things still hurt. I start yeah, so I started back at the back at the studio when I could. Just basic basic conditioning, basic movements, literally working my way from levels from level one of on, of pole, and same same with aerials as well. A little bit of hammock and a little bit of hoop to start off with, and then I worked my way back up to silks. But it was hard. I remember going to a training session when we finally were able to go to a training session. And I just thought, yep, no worries. I'll try some of these things I haven't done for a while. And I fell. (laughs) I actually fell off the pole. And it was something that I would have done at least a hundred times before, I am sure. A trick that I've taught probably a hundred times before. And I was really embarrassed. I know that I shouldn't be. And I know that, you know, it's, it's, it's different. My body is different now to what it was beforehand but I just couldn't shake that that feeling I think and I know no one around me judged definitely not they were a bit concerned but uh, no one judged but yeah I just really couldn't couldn't shake that feeling I came back to pole and I funnily enough one thing that I was still able to do or didn't take me 
very many sessions to get was my handspring. Something that took me months to get was my aerial straddle. I worked so hard to get that back and it was the slowest journey ever. But I don't know, I just, I look at some people and they bounce back so nicely and I'm so jealous. (laughs) But having said that, It is actually just so crazy, so insane to think that our bodies can do so much for us in such a short amount of time. Like nine months is nothing from producing this little tiny egg to developing and growing this little tiny human, uh, housing them, nourishing them, and then knowing when the right time is for that little human to enter the world, guiding them out, and then proceeding to nourish them from the outside. Our bodies are incredible. We often talk about celebrating our bodies for what they can do in our pole and aerials classes, but we really should be celebrating them for what they're for, for them being able to bring life into this world. It's it really is magical. So one thing that I definitely definitely think of now is I'm so thankful for my mum and what what she went through to get me here. Fun fact I broke her tailbone when um, when she was in labor. Yes, I broke it. <laughs> um, so it's just literally appreciate your bodies, appreciate you know your your mum and what she's done to get you here. And good luck if you are planning on on having a little baby soon. I really hope everything goes well and you can skip over some of these symptoms if you are interested. One thing that I really enjoyed researching when I was pregnant was birth stories. So for me, I joined a little a little Facebook group and people were popping up here, there and everywhere having their babies. And um, I just really love reading about how these babies came into the world. And I think that did sort of prepare me a little bit for having a birth that didn't go to plan or how I expected it anyway. But on that note, my monitor down here has um, lit up and it looks like my little girl is ready to get up from her nap. So thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a great day and uh, good luck if you are planning on having a baby soon. See ya. Let's get